Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special review, in-review episode of the Deal With Sense podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Andrew Orozco, joined by the unnecessary, the undefeated, undisputed... What's up, guys? Johnny. Welcome back, Johnny. We just took a small, quick meat snack break, and we're back. A meat snack break? I meant to say I meat. I had no meat during this session. I don't know where you've been. There was, uh, there was, uh, we call it the chicharrones in the corner I saw. Uh, okay. I saw those. I was like, oh, I kind of want some. But I'm like, oh, they're in a Ziploc bag for a reason, so. Oh, you could have them all. I don't like them. Really? Yeah. I will go back and get some. Go get some. Okay, after we're done here. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, Johnny finally recently finished uh, Resident Evil Village. And we've been wanting to do a review for it since I finished it. So, but we both finished it now. So now we can go ahead and get into it. Um, we want to do a separate episode for this because I felt well. Johnny and I both felt it would take way too long to talk about it and still fit it within the confines of a regular news episode. So we decided to do like a little side story slash spinoff slash supplementary content episode. Johnny, that meat fucked you up. <laughs> yeah yeah i did johnny yeah how, how okay just how long ago did you finish Resident Evil village just so i know i think it was uh what was it, three days ago three days ago so okay three days. well what when you finished the game what was your what was the first impression or when you felt when you, like right as the credits rolled or maybe you turned it off before the credits finished rolling well actually we'll, we'll get into like the credit stuff later on because there's some interesting stuff there but what were you what was your like that impression you were with left with after you turn off the ps4 like what was it like like huh like okay or was it like oh like oh that was a great game well when i when i finished it i texted you and i was like i like where this shit is going oh, okay uh, i didn't know you, i remember the text but i didn't know it was like right after you finished it all right guys this is gonna be full of uh spoilers so obviously yes um it's hard to do a, a review like this without going into the spoilers so go yeah okay so i'm content with the game uh, so that's like that's to me that sounds like seven territory like six seven, like score like out of ten right yeah uh, content sounds like a C minus C grade. Okay, so the reason I say that is because of again my thing is always a first person aspect. I'm not big into first person. The reason I play this game is really because it's Resident Evil. I'm surprised you like powered your way through it honestly. Yeah, but I like the the seven right. True. Seven was dope. A bunch of scares in that game. This game had less scares than that. But I think the scares it did have were of higher quality, though. Or at least they were stronger, I thought. I, I think I got scared one time. Okay, we'll talk about that one time, because I think it's the same if one. If I even remember it. Okay. But, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, so do you feel this game was like a weaker entry overall than Seven? I think I thought it was more cohesive than the last. Because there's so much explanation. Alright, I guess we're, we're just going to get into the story. I thought there was more cohesion because they explained things like uh, Spencer, right? Yeah, we got that. So we talk about of... the mold. We talk about some of the old viruses loosely. Yeah. Chris is there. Um, it talks about the foundation of Umbrella. Uh, I mean, by this by this time, you probably know about uh, Tricell and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it connects all the old stuff together, which was dope because 6, it really started falling off. And then seven came through. It was reinvigorating like gameplay or different aspects. So seven and eight, I think, have 
done a good job to just bring it all back together. Um, but back to the first um, person thing, I just can't. Like it, it, there's nothing interesting with the gameplay, right? What do you mean? I, I, to me, it does nothing for the gameplay. Oh, for it to be first person. I don't feel any more scared because it's. Well, I feel they do that because they don't want you to know what Ethan looks like. Like you don't know what Ethan looks like from you his think face. That's the whole reason for. for I think it's part of it. That's not the whole reason. I think it's part of it. I think the other part of it is like they've kind of been doing. Um, so for every Resident Evil game, every three Resident Evil mainline games, they kind of change the perspective. Like Resident Evil One, the three, are like the fixed camera third person games. Right, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Four through Six are like the actiony over the shoulder, behind the back shoulder kind of like actiony like games, and I feel like Seven, Eight, and probably Nine as well is gonna be like this first person, like more intimate kind of games. I feel like that's what's going on here. I don't really think that's intentional for the sake of the plot. Is that what you're saying? No, but it's definitely the intentional for the gameplay, the game design, the plot. No, yeah, the plot doesn't matter. I mean, the plot doesn't. I mean, well, a few things, like, I think it's easier to design, first of all, like, maybe not easier, but, like, everything is, like, from Ethan's perspective, right? So, when you watch cutscenes play out, it's, like, from your camera perspective, like, first person, like, I think it's probably easier to, like, hide stuff around corners when you can't see, like, you can't use the third person camera to check corners, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the, it's very, the, the camera, the first person camera is very integral to the overall design of the game. When you think of like the 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 scares and all the stuff that does happen in the game, like action wise and like scary wise and all like everything like whenever the camera like shakes or you get grabbed, like it's all meant to be like to serve that first person experience. That doesn't do it for me. <laughs> I, I get you. I get the argument there. Okay. Uh, but like through all my history with Resident Evil One, Two, and Three, and the remakes, I had way more scares. Well, you can't, like, you can't, like, it's hard to do jump scares, like, in RE 1 to 3, you know what I'm saying? Like, aside from, like, the dog breaking through the window, that works because the camera's, like, right where the, right there where that window is, right? You know what I'm saying? Okay, Silent Hill is scary as fuck. It's in third person. Yeah. It's crazy fucking But it also relies, like, on atmospheric fog for that. What about Dead Space? Dead Space is a behind the shoulder. Yeah, there's some scary, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a good Constantly fucking scary Dead Yeah, space. things pop up from, like, the vents and stuff, and... Yeah, you're fucking taking it slow, and you're fucking ready, tense, all the fucking time. So, to me, the argument of it being third person, person and making it, I mean, first person... They could make it third it person? Scarier, it doesn't do it for me. Okay, they could make it third person, but I feel like they would have to, like, go back and redesign a lot of things, though. So. Mostly, like, the interactions with, like, enemies and with, like, the... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this game is intended just for first person. For sure. They can't can't make it third. All right. So, with that out the way, um, I feel content because of that. But if it was a third person, I think I'd be a lot happier. So, the story's cool. I already spoke about the story. It brings it... It pulls it all in. Um, How did you feel... Okay. I... It does, but it felt, like, very kind of, like lazy in a way or like you get all that exposition dump in this one room like near the end of the game like like all these books all these files are like bam here it felt like kind of like like they're like capcom went through the games like you know what there's a lot of things that we don't explain like where are these creatures from why the bosses have these powers let's make sure let's make sure we write down as much of that stuff and just shove it into this room at the end of the game so it's like okay like we covered our bases but like it was done very like hastily like like like, those books would have been great if they were scattered throughout the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sort of. I disagree there. 
And I agree with you there. Because it's one room where it says a lot, right? Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. might be playing the game and suddenly you just run around the table and then you see Mia and you're like... Well, you don't oh. see Mia from the outside. You just see the jail cell door. You don't see... Like, she's in the shadows. Remember, she's hiding in the shadows with, like, the... Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, like, for somebody that's kind of, like, maybe not that into the story, they might just run around that whole table and not bother look at all the photos and read the text. Well, that they, sucks. You lose a lot of, like, context for stuff, like, by doing that. Yeah, but I feel like that might also happen if it's scattered throughout the game. Mm. Like, right there, like, once I got there and I read, I, I saw the first image, I was like, that's Spencer? That can't be fucking Spencer, right? And then I read a little bit more, and I saw the rest of the table, and I'm like, oh, You mean shit. Wesker? Was it Wesker? With the sunglasses, right? Uh, no. With the picture of him? Which picture? Well, the the snow. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Spencer, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucking Spencer, so... It kind of tells you, like, it gives you that feeling, like, what else is here? Like, is there more shit to read? And there's plenty of stuff to look at. Right. And I just felt like it kind of killed the momentum of it. Like, you have to like stop and look at all this stuff, and then like continue. Like, just for pacing, I think would have been better if they just scattered the stuff rather than just being like, "All right, you got to this point. Here's like exposition dump. Like, bam, have at it." You know what I mean? I liked it. I thought it was fine. Although, like, the RE games are kind of famous for that, because RE7 does the same thing where you get to, like, the underground lab in RE7, and it's like, oh, you finally figure out what uh, Eveline is. Like, you find out, like, the exact, like, mold or whatever she's made of from, like, you find out, so. I also, what do you think about that, the connection about how it seems to be that Eveline from RE7 is, like, her DNA is based off of Miranda's daughter. What do you think about that, Johnny? I didn't catch that. Yeah, so you know, like you see what I mean about the exposition dump. You kind of miss that. There's like a there's like a photo with Eveline, mm-hmm. where like you know, it's like, it's like it's the same photo from RE Seven, but it's in this lab in RE Village. Yeah. And on the on the back, there's handwriting from Miranda. It says like how like they, how Miranda gave the gave the group that made the mold. Yeah. She mentions them right. They she collaborates. Well, I saw Eveline in the lab. But like, she I didn't yeah miss that. Yeah, but she mentions on the back of the picture or whatever that like she was made with the. DNA from her own daughter that died. So Evelyn is basically like a clone of the daughter that Miranda had, but she said like, oh, but she's still not perfect. Like this is like a inferior like clone of her. Because if you notice, like everything in that lab is all circled around making the perfect clone of her daughter again or bringing her back or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like the bosses are the bosses because they have like they reacted uniquely to like the the test to the, the kudo thing. Kudo, yeah, I keep pronouncing. It. I can't. Kaldu, Kaldu, Kaldu. I forget the word. It's a it's a Romanian word for um. Uh, I think it's like a Romanian word for like parasite or something. I forget what it is. Anyways, uh, but I just I, again just that whole pace. Like if you miss that, it's probably because like they just threw all that stuff at you, so you don't even know. Like, did I already read this document? Like, oh yeah, I already read it. Probably. No, I feel like it's more because I just didn't make that connection because I was I was thinking about Evelyn, but. I didn't know what she meant to the to the story of RE8. Oh, okay. Because I, I fucking... I went through a lot of shit in that room. I really thought I missed anything. Did you get the trophy for like... getting all the documents? Or no? I didn't check my trophies. There's a trophy for, like, for reading every single, like, document in the game. And that was, like, one of the ones that took me a little bit longer to get. Because I had to play... I played the game four times all the way through. Each time it was, like, faster and faster, but still... 
All right, guys. So let's talk more about the. What did you think about like the overall like game design? Like, did you like the return of like upgradable weapons with like purchasing like components or like? Did you? How did you spend your money? Did you do what I do? Whenever there was like an available like upgrade for space, that was like the first thing I went for. Anything that would expand expand like my like storage. I spent money before I realized I could buy space, but I still got the space early on, and okay. it it made, gave me a bunch of slots, and I was like. There's prob- probably going to be another option where I get even more space. So I saved my money. I didn't really need to spend on a whole lot of ammunition and health and everything. I was doing fine. Did you make the classic mistake of investing into the first version of each weapon and then realizing, oh, there's like a better gun I could have been investing mods into? No, just um, I I assumed like, okay, I see these guns. I see this space for three more guns. Obviously, we're going to get some more shit. But I invested with um, the handgun. The regular and, one, the Lemmy? Yeah, uh, some with the Lemmy and then some with the shotgun. Uh, what shotgun? The first one you get? The first one. Okay. I just didn't I just didn't go like all the way like, hey, uh, spend for recoil or any of that stuff. I, I, I didn't think the recoil was bad enough, but I went for power for both of those things. And the reason I went for that is because I figured, okay, if I have more power, my aiming is pretty good. So if I have more power for this, it means I'm just going to end up spending less on ammunition. And if mm. I spend less on ammunition, I'm going to have more money left over for upgrades later on in right. space. So it still made sense to not have to grind through things and use multiple shots and spend that money for ammunition anyways. Right. So just get some of the upgrades. Well, the cool thing is, like, your money carries over from previous playthroughs. Oh, okay. So, like, the next time you do, like, a new game plus, like, you all your gear and all your weapons and, like, money and mods, all that stuff carries over again. Uh-huh. Kind of like on our, our Resident Evil 4 does the same thing, so like you can like eventually max out every weapon after enough playthroughs, like all like all the attachments, all the, like the upgrades, and everything on every. What did you say was what did you say was the most difficult uh thing to get the platinum? I still uh, I'm still working on it, it's the mercenaries mode. What do you have to do there? I have to get uh S rank on all the missions, but like the one the one I'm stuck on is just it's just it's just too hard for me. I can't do it. It's just too difficult. All right. That's the hardest thing. I'm still stuck on that. Because I was considering like, should I do another replay of this for the platinum or just for fun? For fun, but the platinum is very obtainable except for that trophy that I'm working on. But like every every other trophy, the hardest one besides the one I'm doing right now is the one where you have to. Playing it on Village of Shadows, which is like the highest difficulty, that one is a pain in the ass for two specific reasons: for the the fight when you're in the tractor thing, mm-hmm. and for the Mother Miranda section, the last boss battle. Those two sec, no, the Chris section where you're running through the village at night with all the werewolves. That's the hardest part because your infinite gear, or whatever, doesn't carry over to Chris. Oh shit! So that part is extremely hard. Also, using only the knife, because there's some parts that will disqualify you. Like, if you use, like, flashbangs, like, that ruins your no, your knife-only run. Yeah, I was trying to consider whether it was worth it for me to replay it again. But a lot, a lot of that stuff is just... There's a lot curious. of replay... There's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of replayability, I think. There's a lot of stuff to go back. Like, okay, let me try it now with, like, Infinite Magnum or something. That's the thing. When you finally get the unlocks and when you get the bonuses, there's a lot of dope-ass bonuses. Like, you get the infinite... I don't know what it is. It's like a, the machine gun. They have like two types. There's oh like yeah, the AK, the AK looking. One. Yeah, the AK one. Yeah, and they have a second. Uh, the the M four looking one. Yeah. 
uh, and then there's uh, what is it like a XW something? That's the M4 looking one, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, so there's that. Then they had they have a shoddy, and there's that uh, red thing. Oh no, the X CXW. I think that's the AK that Chris has. His handgun though, the his handgun is really dope with the one with the stock and everything, mm-hmm. the suppressor. That one's like really strong. That's really good. Well, I, that makes me want to go back into it, like yeah. knowing that I have infinite ammo for for a lot of these. And kind of just kind of like take it easy, sightsee, kind of like just take it as you go, kind of yeah. What's that red thing in the that you can purchase? It looks like a lightsaber. Oh, that's the LZ racer, or whatever. The mm-hmm. oh, it, is that the thing you aim? No, it, it is a lightsaber. Okay, what is that? It's a lightsaber. You can even change the colors to green and blue. So do you just swing it? And... It's your melee weapon. It's a melee weapon. It works like your, how your knife does. Is it one hit? Uh, No, it's stronger than any of the knives, but it's like... No. On regular enemies, I think it takes like two or three hits. The LZ Eraser. Yeah, it's like the... It's also It also comes in a double-bladed variant. What is it called, the LZ? Because they can't use the word lightsaber. Ah, uh, all right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> LZ eraser. Laser eraser, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it comes in a double bladed variant too. It's really dope. You 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 aim with it and, and he opens it and, it and it comes out the other side. Huh. It looks dope. But I didn't even unlock that one because to unlock that you have to be all the mercenary stages with uh, SS rank. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like they don't unlock enough. Like I have a machine gun. Um, I have infinite on some of those. I can unlock a bunch of models and all that stuff, but it's not necessarily enough for me to go back in like multiple fucking times. Because to get all that shit, I'm gonna have to go over it at least three times, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just daunting, dude. It should at least go for the speedrun trophy. That one's fun. Cause I beat the game in like less than an, an hour and forty minutes. But you still have to look for everything. No, you just have to do the bare minimum to get through the game. All right. And there's some parts where you can just like skip altogether. Okay, well, I think I think we should go through um through the uh, sections of the game, right? Well, before that, like what did you think of like o- the overall Okay, we mean sections are you talking about just the bosses or are you talking about like, the overall like beginning to end of the game? Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning, okay? Yeah, cuz so far I f- it feels a little convoluted. I want to do this yeah, let's do this chronologically. When you start off with the game, and you get like that Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas thing. What was like? What did you think about that? Like, that was dope because everything that that because I when that started whole... up, I was like, am I still am I playing Resident Evil? Like, what is this? Like, cause they never they never done anything like that. It's not, but it looks very like high end uh, storytelling, right? But that With little the, section tells like, you everything that happens in the game. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. It's basically foreshadowing the entire plot of the game, and then you finally get like the completion of that story at the end. Oh, the game after the credits, right? Like, uh, yeah. then it picks off where she left off in the beginning of the game, right? With the story, so. But what did you think about that? Were you like, like, okay, like, what is this? Like, what was your impression of that? Or no, like, I liked it. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a little short thing. That's cool. Uh, it was fun. I was so confused. I'm like, like, why does this feel like Coraline or like, you know, like one of the, like the the dead was that Dead Bride movie with Johnny Depp, whatever? I felt like the, the Tim Burton ass like Pixar. I'm like, what is going on? And then when it finally zoomed out or not zoomed out but like they show like uh, mia in like the couch with the baby and you're like oh okay now i know what's going on i was just like so confused what'd you think about that what what was your impression when you like i like carrying the little baby the little baby's cute the little fat baby 
it was alright. I just knew it was the part I had to get through. Like, yeah. did you like explore the house or no? No. Okay. There's a lot of nods to previous Resident Evil games, like throughout the house. Such as like he has a book about like European architecture that's written by George Trevor, and George Trevor is the guy who built the Spencer Mansion. Uh, okay. There's another book about uh, firearms defense, and it's written by John Kendo. Mm-hmm. Kendo's the guy in Resident Evil 2 who has a gun shop. Uh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So there's like a lot of nods to like previous games the or guy whatever. With the girl with his daughter? Yes. Yeah. Well, actually I think it's supposed to be his brother. Anyways, yeah, there's like cuz there's two of them. But yeah, but in part 2 remake, they changed it to his daughter and he's pre- she's infected. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like supposedly wrote that book that like Ethan reads on like it's the one he reads it and like it says like it's something about firearms defense and then Ethan says like uh <laughs> Like it's it, like it's not paranoid if they're really after you. He says. Yeah, I think the thing is when I started playing the game, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it as much as I ended up enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't explore as much. Um, Did you look around at like the the details in the game, <clears throat> like the actual like environments and stuff? Like some of it's like really really good. Like whenever there's like creased like that wallpaper does kind of like creased or like falling like it looks really like yeah, it it looks, looks worn and falling off. yeah it looks like real like because I have wallpaper in my house is like peeling off and it's like that looks a lot like what's on my wall too yeah I noticed a lot of that stuff I was just wondering if you probably appreciated it more than I did oh because on PS Five and stuff probably like, or what do you mean but yeah I mean <clears throat> like there were certain sections of the game. Where I felt like it was kind of starting to slow down. I was I was thinking like, man, I wish this was a uh, sixty frames. Really? Yeah. I uh, I was my yeah I, I pretty sure I was always at sixty frames. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I wish this shit was at sixty frames because, you know, when you like when you pan around, shit gets a little dodgy. Oh, maybe like, like that motion blur kind of thing. Yeah, sort of? and I'm like, let me just stay, you know, like uh, straight. What's it called? Like when the horse has fucking covers on his eyes, um, like that tunnel vision kind of thing. Yeah, it was kind of tunnel vision because once it started getting a little bit blurry, sometimes I was like, I don't want to be like turning so much and focused on other shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want to turn where I think there might be a potential box, some ammunition, uh, part of the plot or whatever. But aside from that, if it's just like a long quarter, I'm just gonna like stay. What did you think of? What did you think of when like they just freaking just shred me apart at the beginning of the game? They just like freaking turn into Swiss cheese. Okay. Were you like what or like or did you already have an inkling of what was going on? Because I didn't. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, oh my god, she's dead. But I was like, no, she can't really be dead. I no, like, for sure. Like when when Mia dies, I'm like, I I because it was this, too early. I, I thought. probably said this in a previous podcast. I'm like, I don't think that's fucking Mia. Okay, you said I, I don't think, remember you saying that, but yeah, I I said it. I was like, I don't think this is her, um, but I didn't think it was like the mold. I didn't know why I didn't connect the mold. I thought it was her, but I just thought like, oh, she's like, she still has the mold in her, like keeping her alive. I thought. So when Ethan was like, "Why, are you like, oh, he killed me," I was like, "Nah, she's still alive." But I really thought that was Mia, like actually her. Yeah, but then they started showing uh, Ethan go through all that torture, like his hand got cut off. And that bothered me, right? I was like, is this guy, like, just straight up immortal or what? Well, because that happens to him in RE7 too, remember? The uh, chainsaw cuts off your hand when she cuts you off. She cuts off your hand with a chainsaw in the beginning. No, I don't know. She nails your hand against the wall and then she comes back with a chainsaw and cuts it off. Uh, I don't remember. And then they reattach it. They have, like, the staples. Remember you have, like, staples with the watch and everything? Yeah. 
And then, like, there's that part also where, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dad, I forget his name. But he cuts off your leg, remember? I think I remember that part, yeah. And he shows you how to, he reattaches your leg with the green stuff, with the, with the, like, the first stage. He, like, he shows See, that, you. That's, that's what I never got about Seven. It's like, at the same time, they're helping you. And trying to teach you like what you are. Yeah, is that, when he's like, remember when he shoots time? himself? He's like, oh, you haven't seen anything yet. And he blows off his own head, mm-hmm. and you're kind of thinking of like, why would you? If you wanted to kill me, like, why would you do that? Right? Mm-hmm. There's some. I, I think there's always uh, there was parts where Jack, Jack, that's his name, where Jack was kind of like showing you like, like he wants like he's like, hey, like we want you to be part of the family, right? He's like, welcome to the family. Like mm-hmm. he knows what the mold can do. He wants you to be part of the group, right? Like he mm-hmm. shows you like, hey. Like, if you join us, you can be, like, immortal, like, how we are kind of thing, right? But at the same time, he's like, but if you don't want to join us, like, we'll forcefully, like, you know, like, remove you or kill you or whatever. That's a good take on it, yeah. So he kind of, like, and I think part of it's too, he tries to kill Ethan or show Ethan, like, to maim him and injure him to show him, like, no, like, like you're not, like, this isn't it. Like, you can come back from this. Like, you can, like, recover. You can regenerate. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why kind of Jack does that things where he helps you slash tries to kill you at the same time. That makes a lot more sense, yeah. But um, I, some of the stuff that Ethan goes through, I completely forgot. Like by the end of the game, so when like they bring up that whole thing again about like, him being like you know not really him, I'm like, like oh that's right, I forgot about the time he gets impaled by uh by what's her name by uh Lady Dimitrescu, like right when she like she impales you, but then you then you stab her with the dagger, right? Yeah. Like, I forgot. Like, she literally impaled you, and that's what's holding you up as you stab her in the side. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgot about that. When, uh, what's his name? When you first run into Heisenberg, he shoves, like, a, a crowbar, uh, no, rebar. He shoves, like, rebar right through Ethan's chest mm-hmm. before he takes you, before he covers you, like, in that metal cocoon and takes you away. Yeah. Like, I forgot those impalements. were like, oh, I just wrote it off. I was like, oh, like, I, you know, it, it had an organ or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you look back, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, all these things that happened to him, like, I didn't think, like... Like some of it's just like video game logic, and then some of it's like, no, that should have killed you. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, okay. So I don't know if if it bothered me that the exposition was a little bit too heavy, like with things like Hannah's cut off or the impalement, or maybe I'm just upset because I didn't catch on that it was like the fucking mold and and his whole body was fucking mold. Yes. Uh, yeah, we got that towards the end where you finally kill the fucking boss yeah later right but i i don't know maybe it's because it was too soon in the game that that those events happened or you're like a little confused for too long of, of a period in the game okay you know? maybe if they started showing that stuff at the end like we're, we're cutting off your fucking limbs and then maybe three hours later they start showing you like you're fucking mold dude this is why you can't like die oh you wish that's that turn came in sooner no, no, no. When they cut off his hand, was I? when he started getting impaled and, and they cut off his hand, I feel like that was too early on. Oh, okay. And then that question just dragged on for too long in the game, and it felt like a parody, you know? Oh, like, like we know we're being over the top with the way we treat Ethan? Yes. So I can see that. So that sense of a parody dragged on for too long. Yeah. And that's what bothered me. Or like Not yeah. necessarily that his hand got cut off, because that makes total sense. But, but that, like... He's invincible. Quirky thing. I wasn't doing it for me yeah. because I didn't know at, at the beginning, you know? Right, right, right. What did you think of, um, after all that stuff with Chris and stuff, when you show up, once you get to, like, the village and everything, and, like, 
What did you th- did you survive the first time when it was like the waves of, wo- of werewolves and you had to like survive for like a few minutes? Did you survive that first? I died one time. Okay. Uh, I was just running around. I was looking at my ammo. Were like, you like, what I am I make? supposed to do or no? Yeah, I thought there was going to be a gate, but looking at the ammo, I was like, I'm not going to survive this. I'm not, it's not intended for me to when survive. I re- when, yeah, when I realized that you don't have enough ammo to take on all the enemies, yeah. I realized that this is just like in Resident Evil 5 when you're in the, vil- when you're in the favel- like that shanty town. Yeah. And you're not meant. You're only supposed to. You're only supposed to outlast the timer. And in Resident Evil Four, also where like the you wait for the church bell to ring and the villagers go away. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw I didn't have enough ammo and there's like all these enemies and I had like nowhere in particular to go, I realized oh there's a timer I can't see that I'm waiting to like outrun or outlast. Yeah, so uh, that part was pretty simple. I didn't know it was a timer thing. I, I thought it was like maybe I haven't found the wrong house, the right door, the wrong crevice or whatever. And then. Uh, I stopped playing, and then that's when I told you, like, yeah, dude, this and that happened, and I died. And after that first session when I died, I was like, I don't know if I want to play this game. Like, I could have just walked away from it until you told me, like, dude, just let the timer run out. So then I went through the second time, timer ran out, and then it's, I started you, t- you take the arrow to the knee, <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's what triggers, like, the final, like, the the cutscene or whatever yeah and then after i started exploring i was like oh, okay I, I could get into this now like i started getting into that classic gameplay look for the key thing go up here look at the map what am i missing mm-hmm. once i got into that gameplay loop i was like i want to keep playing um but uh what were we saying before that no i was asking you about that part oh, just the, the initial part. part where i died yeah yeah and well, then... that's how i feel about about that what did you think about like when you found like the other survivors in that other house? Did you did you think I thought like these people were gonna survive? Like some of them I was gonna see like throughout the rest of the. I thought they were gonna be like um, not Ada, but like you know those characters like you kind of see like oh like they show up and then they disappear like throughout the game. Like the survivors, I thought were gonna be like that, but then when they all die in that house fire thing, I was like oh shoot, like that's it. Okay, I when I saw that old guy and that that lady. I was like, okay, you guys are just regular NPCs. You're not very significant. You mm-hmm. might die when I come back. And that's where I left it, right? Mm-hmm. So then I had to come back because they were going to tell me, like, hey, yeah, we got to get into the house, etc., right? Mm-hmm. So we get into the house, and then the cutscene happens. So I see all these people arguing. I see the guy that's, like, temperamental or whatever. He's all pissed, like, why did you bring him all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't make anything of that guy either. Because you would have thought, like, this is the guy that's going to snap. This the one with the shotgun or the guy who, like, when you lift the curtain, he's, like, all, like, why? Like, he's, like, drinking, like, a yeah, place. Yeah, he was drinking. Oh, okay, that guy. Okay. So, I saw that, and you would think, that's, that's going to be the betrays you. Yeah. He's yeah. He's going to kick us out. He's going to, like, shoot us or something. Right? He's going to screw us over somehow. But I didn't think that. I saw the people. In the moment, I didn't think that. I just looked at the people, and the thing that I noticed is that the father still had his machete. I was like, why are you? Why do you still have this shit? Like, you're with people, and this is people you trust. You have this shit right here. Like, you're yeah, about let to go me off. let me take that from you. That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, somebody get the shit away from him. And yeah, of course, that's the fucking guy that snaps. But the way that he snaps, I didn't really expect because he took he out freaking the... climbs the ceiling. Remember, he jumps on the ceiling. Yeah, he. But he also he uses a machete on her. Oh, he kills the lady that welcomes you, right? I think Mm -hmm. he stabs her. I I didn't see that coming. That was one of like, oh shit, moments, right? Yeah, it happened really quick. And yeah, Um, I'm frustrated because I was supposed to collect something in the house, and the house is still red, and I couldn't go back into it after it burned down. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, that that's how I felt about that scene. Um, what do you feel about I? What do you think of Ethan's dialogue in the game overall? To me, I can't it's nice with Ethan. Though. Yeah, it seems like really like goofy, campy sometimes. Like right after that part where like you like where the house burns and like everybody dies, he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Why does this keep happening?" He's like, "Why does everything like die? Everyone I like meet or whatever like die?" And it's like, yeah, and he's like, "Enough." Yeah, like the way he says it just comes off as like very not very convincing. It just seems kind of like I don't know, just the way he like he read it, just like why does everyone keep like why does this keep happening? Like I don't know, it just felt like really like goofy, kind of like it kind of broke me out of it, sort of kind of like. Like this doesn't seem like in it's like he was reaching for the Oscar and overdid it. Quite, yeah, 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 didn't quite nail it. And it was like, oh, I was like, I'm about to get the game award for best voice actor right here. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, nah, you're off the mark a bit. But also, Ethan as overall as a character, he's just he's not that endearing. He's not like charming. He's not really anything. He's not like, charismatic. He's not like cool. He's just kind of he's a guy who things just happen to. You know what I'm saying? So, do you think there's a bigger plot why you can't see his face? I think I think it's just the I think Capcom's kind of just like running with the meme now, where it's like you never see, like all the mirrors in the game are like clouded. You never like really even his character model when you unlock like the like the art like the models for each character yeah. is just like shrouded. Like it's just like he has like no features. Like it's just like dark like a dark like. Not light. What would you call it? It's just like a shadow. He's just in shadow. Like his face is in shadow all the time. No matter like where you point. I don't know why they make it a mystery. No, I don't really think so. I don't think like it's going to be like a previously seen character or something. No, I feel like other characters in the game would have remarked if something was like special about his appearance or something. All right. So I can kind of talk about the end because it's just Ethan related. When Ethan first died, because the whole game, I was like, I don't give a shit, Ethan. You can just die right here. I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm playing with Ethan, and then Ethan dies, and I'm like, let's go, finally, like, this motherfucker's gone. And uh, and then it suddenly jumps into Chris. We'll get into that later. But I see Chris, and I'm like, I'm Chris? And I'm like, oh, man, let's let's fucking do this. Like, I'm, I'm happy, I'm content, right? Yeah. Then you go through the section with, with Chris, Turns out Ethan is still alive. He gets off the ground. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, man, no, just die. Just stay dead. <laughs> Until you get to the very end when uh, you finally see your daughter. And then Chris is there with you. And then that's when I finally felt a little something for Ethan. I was like, but he's got his daughter. Like, there's it's no too time late to die. Now. Like, yeah. you got to take care of your family. Now you got your girl. And I was like, ah, fuck. Whatever. I feel bad for Ethan just because he's like a he's very much a victim of circumstances. Like, like in, it's like if you had never just dated this woman, like you would have never gone through all these issues. Because like in Resident Evil Seven, it starts off with him like looking for his wife, right, Mia? Mm-hmm. That she's like been missing for all these years, and then he finally gets like a envelope or a videotape that she's over like in this place. It's like if you hadn't just never dated that woman, you would have lived a happy, like fulfilling life. You would have been fine. But because of you of this, like R eight happens because he has the daughter with Mia, right? And like she could be like special or whatever. So like all it's, it's just all these bad things happen to him. And like he's not that great of a character. I'm not talking about morality, but I mean like personality wise, he's just kinda like, he's very bland, right? He's just kinda there. Mm-hmm. 
But like, you're right. At the end of the story, like he doesn't get to have his happy ending, and that kind of sucks because like we never get like any. There's no like anything in the game that suggests that he's being punished for something he did like like menacingly or did something wrong on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's just bad stuff happens to him over and over. And then at the end, he kind of, he does what he set out to do, and then he dies as he does. And it's just like, he's like a tragically written character, but without any like actually good personality. And so like, so I feel like in that way, there's like two different bad things happening. One, you made us like play as this guy who's like very much a cardboard cutout of like what a hero is. And then two, he doesn't even get like a happy ending, like to justify like everything he went through. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just kind of feels like it feels like it feels you feel sad for him at the end, but at the same time you're kind of just like okay, like we're glad I'm glad we got that out of the way. What's next, right? That's kind of like my mentality of it. Yeah. But going back in order, Johnny, like when you get to like um, plant you get captured, right? It is a part where you you try to go through the door, you get to Lady Dimitres Castle, you get captured by European Magneto. And then he puts you in front of like when you see that when that you bothered me. when you see all four of them right there, and then yeah. Miranda with the six black wings pop out, and you're kind of just like, what the hell is going on? What was your impression of like seeing like the little doll in front of you, and then like you see like this weird hunchback ogre looking dude? Yeah, so that's what that's what bothers me about seven and eight because it feels like it just strays way too much from like Biohazard, right? Because you think about one, two, three. You think, okay, fucking zombies and some mutations, and this is a experiment. Virus, yeah. this is G virus, and it, it all makes sense. And then you get into this, and you start seeing all this weird ass shit, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, even the plants uh, in, Re- in Resident Evil still sort of made a little bit sense. A little bit. Uh, in the old games, so you start seeing all this wild shit here. And there's werewolves, there's yeah. Magneto. Like the werewolves make sense though. Like those still make sense as failed experiments. And fucking Magneto just doesn't make sense at all. Even like, after you read his book? I didn't catch that. What what's his explanation for levitation? He uh so when he's exposed to the Caldu or whatever, like he um he develops electric sensory organs, kind of like what eels have when they generate. Uh, I did read that part. When they generate like electric currents, uh-huh. and basically what he's doing is he has control over like an electromagnetic like spectrum. Yeah, I didn't like that because it was unnecessary. Like he's already a dope character, but to give him, he's he like, is like he's my favorite. Like he's genius. my favorite one, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So he's sort of like he's really smart, right? Yeah, he's creating all these devices. Giving him a, like telekinesis is just pointless. Like he doesn't. Well, need it's that. not telekinesis. It's just for metal things only. Okay, but it's still redundant to me. Okay. Uh, but what do you think of that introduction where you're like, like, who's this guy with the hammer? Who's this lady with the doll? Who? Like, well, just looking at it, I thought it was cool. Like it didn't make sense, but I was like, the characters look cool, and uh, like the voice acting, the motions are all dope, right? Yeah. Like, you see the the little doll. She comes at you when she's laughing. And she's like fucking crazy but cute type mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's funny how she just runs over. Uh, like he's awake. Yeah. She turns her, like, yeah, she's <laughs> like running away. And like you look at the whole animation for her like just kind of jumping up and like trying to get onto what's her name. And she like picks her up. Yeah. Yeah. Picks her up. It sits her down. That whole animation. I'm like, this is smooth. You know? Yeah. Running right. Yeah. Uh, and then you see uh, Moreau and all that stuff hunching over. And he's like 
just talking his shit. His weird, his weird like bone crown thing that he has on his head. Yeah, and then uh, banter between uh, Demetrius and. I like that. I like we when we got that. I like like there's like inner conflict between like the different like group, like the yeah, different bosses. She's like this fool ain't loyal, you know. Yeah. That's all dope. So, if the acting, the voice acting, the visuals are there, I'm like, if this doesn't make sense, I'll keep going, you know. Um. So yeah, you go into the cave. Did you? You died at least once, right? During that whole like run, that whole like part, that whole like obstacle course segment. Uh, you knew where to go. Seemed pretty obvious. Like when he counts, when he does like the three, two, and you're like, you just dive, jump the hole, and you have to like escape like all like the machinations and stuff. You knew where to go because I did. I died like five or six times before I figured, five or six before I realized there's like a little hole, a little crack in the wall where you can hide for like that blending thing. Yeah. You knew that right away. I just got lucky. Oh, okay. When I saw I that thing turned. coming, I looked around and like from where I looked, like you couldn't see the thing unless you went in that direction. Like you couldn't tell that little like the little yeah, pocket. I turned back and then I took a right, and, and then I saw like oh there's a fucking void in the wall here. Okay, I'll just stay here. Okay, that took I me about four or five times before I realized it was there. No. Nah. And I was like, do I fit here? Like, nah, this isn't it. Like, this isn't the solution. And then when it was a solution, I was like, damn it. Like, I felt like, oh, yeah, that's not going to make a big... It's, it didn't look like it made a big enough difference for me, like, with the greater thing or whatever. So that was frustrating for me. But from then on, like, uh, I pretty much enjoy the game. Um, I'm trying to think chronologically what happens. You like, get out of there, then you go back into Lady Dimension. Well, we did it in a different order, kind of, right? Because towards, like, half of the game, the gates start to open up. No, Johnny, that's the thing. The game makes it seem like you can approach any of the sections in any order. You can't. There is a predetermined order for the bosses. Yeah, because you need the keys to, like, you need the winged key. To combine with the other key, to combine with the other key. That's what I thought, too, when I first played the game. Yeah. I thought, like, oh, like, when he, when the merchant, when the Duke explains it to you and shows you, like, the map and the sections, like, yeah. oh, I can tackle these in any order. Yeah, it looks like, take your pick, you know where they're at. Yeah, and I was like, I feel lazy. I'm going to go with the closest one, which was the doll one. Yeah. And, no, you can only do the doll one first. And then the Moreau one, and then Heisenberg. You have to do it in that order. You can't do it any other way. All right, so... But before we get to that, Johnny... Mm-hmm. With what happened with, like, Lady D... With what happened with Lady D, did you think, like... Were you... Because I feel like in the promotional material for the game, they made it seem like Lady D was going to play, like, a much bigger part. Like, she was going to be, like, in the overall game. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, she's only, like, the first of the four lords. Were you kind of like side, like sideline, like 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 oh, like that's it, like she's done for the rest of the game, or were you like oh I she's was, like I was fine, I thought it was enough for her. Did you think like oh she's gonna come back later or no? No, nah, if we would have got more, it would have been fine. But all the stuff I saw with her, with her like trying to stalk me, yeah, she's she's kind of like one of the first tyrants. That's yeah. what it looks like because yeah. she's pacing around the mansion. Yeah, but collecting all that stuff and then the seeing, mask. Yeah, uh, and then looking at her her daughters interacting with them i thought that was enough time with them did you oh really yeah i really wish the daughters were more in the game that would have been cool i really liked them to the point where like when you kill the first one it's like oh man that was my favorite of the three (laughs) it wasn't we killed the blonde one the first one i was like oh man like that's it like we're already done with her like um so this is it i thought there's gonna be like more of that throughout the game i thought they're gonna be more like scattered i thought the village and the castle were gonna be the two main parts of the game I didn't know there was going to be, like, the reservoir with the dam. I didn't know there was going to be, like, the factory. I really thought from the for the promotional material for the game, 
the village and the castle were going to be like the primary locations for the game. So when like we take out Lady D early on, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, like that's it. And I was like, okay, there's these other three characters, but I'm like, uh, like uh, well, it's, to me, it's okay because that that wasn't my favorite part of the game. Okay. So we got through Lady D, we got up to the tower, we fought her, she became a monster. I love that blade, dude. That blade, the that dagger, Indian, that thing is beautiful. It looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we we stab her. She transforms. The little boss battle. The boss battles are actually pretty good. Like when you're on the top of the tower and she destroys yeah. it. I'm like, oh, there's legit destruction in, in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you had to go, yeah, go up the tower and stuff, and yeah, yeah, and it gets so destroyed. I took her out with a handgun and my rifle. Were you like me? Where it's like, oh man, like why do they ruin her? Like, like, oh, she's not, she's not, she doesn't look, she doesn't look attractive anymore. <laughs> like they always do that. You like, you always know the boss is turned to some weird, ugly looking creature. Uh, not really, because the monster was cool enough. What did you think about with like the daughters? Like, did you do the thing where you tried to shoot them and you realize like, oh, I can't kill them. Like, not yet, at least. When you no. encounter them, like in the random encounters, like no, the... I didn't bother shooting them. Because, oh, okay. Because of the demo, right? Right. So I just saw you do the demo. I was like, oh, I'm just trying to shoot them, but they. It does nothing. Yeah, yeah. it's like the bats are on the way or, or the Mr. flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I saw them, I didn't bother shooting one time until we got to the part where we saw the light. I was like, oh, this is how you die. All right. The window. Yeah. Uh. That is true. I wish I would have saw more of them scattered throughout the game. Because once you kill the first one with the light... You figure out, like, okay. You're like, oh, this is how you all fucking die. And I guess Did you read the art? Did you figure out the clues of, like, why they're weak to the cold or no? No. Okay, there's, like, docu- there's like two documents that mention it. There's the one where the maid mentions, like, oh, like, the girl, like, the daughters were complaining that it was hot. So I opened, like, the window, like, crack, and they're like, shut the window or whatever. Like, that's what the letter says. Like, shut the window, like, like, because they're, like, do you figure out what makes them, like, their powers and stuff, or no? Mm-mm. So, there's, like, a, there's, like, a little note in the, you know that room, that part you go through the courtyard where there's, like, a piano downstairs? Yes. Okay, up in the upper balcony area, there's, like, a note you can find, and it mentions how the, basically, what the daughters are, they're made out of the flies. Like, they're actually just... They're corpses, or like they were corpses, and like the flies are, are like basically what make up their I flesh. I saw that like they were dead in some of the documents, and it says yeah. the flies are like consuming them. Yeah, but basically the flies kind of like they they, they mimic the flesh of like the person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what they do, like there's a scientific reason in the game where they explain like the the flies take on human form to lure other people and to then like eat them. Mm-hmm. So like the daughters are basically just masses of flies, but just configured in a way where they blend together to look like human, basically. Yeah. So I thought that was like really interesting because I remember playing the demo. I'm like, okay, zombies, viruses. I get that. What's gonna be the crazy ass explanation for why they can just materialize into flies? I was like, what is this? So it's not that the women are flies; it's that the flies are women. That's what it was. So I thought I was like, how did they become flies? You know what I'm saying? Still not a good explanation. No, but it makes more sense to me than just that the women gain the ability to turn to flies. It's really the other way around that the flies coalesce to look like women. Yeah, but how are the the daughters of Demetrius? They're not her daughters. Daughters. Oh. She like adopted them. Like it mentions in one of the notes that like that, that, that the some person brought the corpses to her and then she kind of like because there's that part too. Do you remember that part where she's complaining when after the phone call? You know, he spy her doing the phone call through the window mm-hmm. and she, or no, there's like a note where she says like, how could, uh, how can mother Miranda like not favor me? Am I not her favorite? Mm-hmm. And then she says like, she gave me daughters. She gave me immortality. 
So right then and there, it tells you like those aren't her like biological daughters or whatever. Okay. So, but I felt like they were gone out of the way too soon. I thought the whole Lady D thing was over too soon, and I was like, I felt kind of like hoodwinked. I was like, huh? They kind of pulled a fast one because they didn't show like the other three bosses like in the teasers and trailers and stuff. So I was like, okay, whatever. But Johnny, I want to see is the scariest part for you the part that's coming up that I think was scary for me. After Lady D, after the explanation from the Duke. Okay, what is it? Oh, real quick, real quick. Did you enjoy that mini game with the little how castles where you move cool. with the little ball the thing? Little physics game. Yeah, that was neat. Right? Yeah, yeah. You like put a coin, or you put a ball. Or... You put a coin. <laughs> There's no coins. Just a little. You have to find the little glass thing, the sphere. Was it? It's, a, it's a glass. It with a coin. No, it's a glass sphere that only like each, each of those castles or each of those like miniature labyrinths mazes are assigned a specific like glass ball thing mm-hmm. and you kind of have to like move it around and let it roll it into yeah. a little maze sort of just so you can unlock like that really expensive like skeleton thing like the crystal skull or something yeah and like i, I really like when the game does that when you get a little lore information of like the oh it's like this was created by some weird architect back in the 1800s and like all the crystal like skulls are actually just his like ex-wives and stuff like that oh, like, shit. like if you read like all the details in the game like there's like, a lot of like lore like kind of sprinkled out here and there yeah i i didn't start reading until maybe halfway through the game because i figured ah, i'm just gonna get closer to the end and start reading everything mm. you know just to get like the lore like towards the very end i always read the notes just because i don't know if like they're hints for like treasures or like key items and stuff so that's why i always read everything i feel like that happens but it's it tends to be like the very short stuff so i read but it was only like the very short stuff because that tends to have like key information so like when you had to do that a puzzle with the blood bathroom and the statues did you like read the thing to figure out the statues or did you just randomly mess around with them the blood bath one yeah where there's like that pool with blood with the statues on the outside around it and you had to move the statues around oh i just guessed you just guessed yeah there's like an entire inscription on the wall that tells you what order no fuck that it's like ikea furniture you get that shit fuck these instructions you just go for it so uh, you just brute forced it like all the puzzles i just guess them that's part of the fun for me you just brute forced it yeah okay uh how did that one go um so the women ones had to like face away from the men statues yeah and then the ones that are doing like the guys i read the one in the back i actually read the one way in the back and yeah it, it talked about how, uh, like, one of the girls wants to get the attention of this and that. The Lord. and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, if that one's facing that one, there's only four pieces. It just makes sense for me to just play with these two over here. As mm-hmm. long as I get this one right. Yeah. Yeah. On, on, like, repeat playthroughs, there's only two of them you have to actually move. Because you already know what the the combination is and stuff. Yeah, so. but there's other guesses. Like, uh, the one where you where you have to light things up again. But you have to light up a zombie. Oh, for the special treasure. Yeah, and he has to walk to you and light the other one. Because there's no way you can reach the other. Yeah, it doesn't reach the chandelier, so he has to carry the flame for you. Yeah. That one took me a while to figure it out. But I was like, why does he keep respawning? And I'm like, oh, he keeps coming. I thought about that too. I was like, why does this... I keep killing him. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's just like one. It's not even a threat. So like, why am I wasting ammo? And then I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, yeah. But also, there's like other ones too, though. Like, there's like like one where it's like, oh, it's like the... It's like a combination one with numbers and like it's like the birthday or it's like the birthday of the kid or something. But there's like another combination next to it. It looks like super obvious, but it's not that one. Do you remember? I don't recall that one. 
it was like a special room you had to get like you had to go like, out of your way to get the you had to like backtrack and go out of your way to get it but it was like it was just like for like a jewel or something it was like a treasure but it required like a specific law combination uh johnny and then after that you get to dollhouse the dollhouse johnny okay so i have an immense fear of dolls first of all especially really? ceramic dolls like that yes i remember playing this section the night the day that the game came out Mm-hmm. I I was at home by myself. All the lights were off, Johnny. All the lights were off. I had the door open because it was hot. Yeah. But just but the, just the screen door. But I didn't have my porch light, so everything was just dark except for like the light from the TV. That whole section from. So did you know the dollhouse was in the game before this? No. Okay. Did you? No. Okay. I did not. I played it the first that first night that the game was like you know available to everybody. Yeah. So when I went through that section, when I got to that house with a waterfall in the back, first of all, that's a really cool shot. First, like the, you have like the waterfall cascading behind the house and it's like kind of on a little cliff kind of thing with like mm-hmm. the iron gate. It looks cool. It looks cool. But I remember going through the forest, like leading up and like, there's a good baby doll. There's a carriage there and there's another doll. I'm like, oh shit. Like it's going to be that game. I was like, it's going to be that section of the game. Cause I remember... When you see Bella, you see the what the uh, what's her name, Benton Benta Benton Nuevo. Benton, yeah. Benton uh, uh, Buena Viento, like Buena Viento. Yes. Right? Like you, she has like the little doll with her. I'm like, that's gonna be her thing, right? Dolls are her gimmicks. So when I saw like the dolls like in the forest, and like they're hanging from the trees, I'm like, oh man, like it's gonna be this kind of section. Like, and I was like, do I really want to do this right now? I'm like, okay. So you don't like Chucky. Hell no! You knew that girl. I think yeah, you probably knew that growing up. I hated like. I remember I just when I saw Bride of Bride of Chucky, I I saw it during the morning and like you guys. I remember you guys rented that movie when we were when you guys lived with Giovanni. Okay. You guys rented that movie and I could only watch it like in the morning, like the next day, <laughs> with all the windows open. Everything. Anyways, so you get to like the bridge, right? You see the bridges and like the little rope bridge. And then you get past that. And then you had like the hallucinations of Mia, right? That's when the hallucinations start starting. Mm-hmm. And then you get to like the gravestone with all the yellow flowers and like in the circle. And then I got stuck at the part where like you had to go to the elevator and it tells you like um like you have to like use a key item, but you don't know which one. And it's like you have to put the photo of Mia and the baby in there. That was the first thing I did. Really? Yeah. I was like I forgot what the clue was, but I'm like, I don't know. What is it? And I'm like like, is it going to be the photo I've been carrying with me the entire game? Like, I thought that'd be weird, but... Well, I don't remember if it was, like, right next to that, but it said, uh, submit your memories. Yeah, yeah. And I kept looking at the photo in my inventory, I was like, why do I still carry this shit? Like, when am I going to get rid of it? Yeah. So every time I go into the inventory, I'm like, is it time now? Is <laughs> it <Yeah. laughs> Shove it through the lock? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I eventually figured that out uh, pretty quickly, actually. But then, like, when you go inside the elevator and the lights go out and they come back on, there's, like, that scratch thing in there, like, welcome, Ethan, or something like that. And it's like, oh, okay, things are getting creepy. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the house and you're like, I don't know which way to go. And then you see the, ha- the dolls and everything. And then you go downstairs and, like, whenever you go up to it, like, like can it be that simple? Because the, vi- the flask is right there in front of you, like, in the doll's lap. Like, there's no way it's this simple, right? But you, like, grab the, you like, try to grab it, the lights go out. First thing I noticed, mannequin, you mean. yeah. Okay. First thing I noticed, my weapons are gone. Yeah. That's always a bad sign. I thought it was a good sign. Whenever a game takes away your weapons, that makes me very nervous, and for good reason. We find out later. At first, at first, I'm like, oh man, fuck, I can't blow shit. 
I can't blow shit. Shut up, you know? But it also means, like, okay, there's probably not going to be any, like, actual armed conflict. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's not going to be some wild shit where you got to put up a defense. It's just going to be, fuck, just run. You know? Yes. Just hide and run. That so whole like, part where it starts off with the mannequin already gave me bad vibes. I'm like, uh, I hate dolls. And there's, like, doll parts hanging from the ceiling. And I'm just like, I don't like this. I'm like, I don't like this. Johnny, what was your impression of that so like the doll didn't bother me. I was like, okay, uh, this is like I can I, I can mess with her body. Mm-hmm. So immediately there's like, take off oh, the ring. Take it apart. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like there's something in your mouth. Whatever. Yeah. Like, why can't I fit my hand there? Like I should be able to fit my fingers there. But like the game says, like no, you can't. I'm like okay, fine. Yeah. And then you gotta take pieces and then go to a different room and then do yeah, things in the, order, yeah. in the right order. That was all. Or just skip the puzzle part. What is your reaction when you hear, like, the baby? Before you even see the baby, you hear, like, the crying, the wah, wah, like, and, and the power's out, the lights are all out. Well, of course, immediately, I'm like, come on. Like, not now. Like, I'm so, I'm, it's almost over. Let me get the fuck out the house. Like, I'm so close to the fuse box, I know what I have to get. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't remember the the first time where I started creeping, but it was probably that because throughout the this game, is the fr- so that's the first time in the game when you felt like like I'm gonna take it slower or you're like okay yeah. now I'm like my hair's on like standing up. Actually, it wasn't. Um, Was it the first time you go through that cabin in the beginning of the game when you no, have no weapons? No, it's actually at the end of the game. Oh okay. At, at this at this point, I'm still not like really scared. Um, when I came out of that well, you know that well you climbed down to or whatever. When I came up out of the well and I saw like the thing was knocked over, the the baby thingy that was like there before, mm-hmm. that was like there, but now it's knocked over and there's like a trail of blood leading up the stairs. I was like, I don't think I want to know what's gonna be at the end. Well, <laughs> I, I I I I literally it was like the same thing happened to me with the Last of Us too, where I was like, I know what the game wants me to do. I don't know if I want to do that thing. <laughs> okay, well I have to explain the first time where I was like, oh shit, like where I really started feeling like I gotta take it easy. When I was at the warehouse, uh, I realized this because when I was at the warehouse, I was spending too much time on the map because that's when I was like, okay. That place is like a maze. Yeah, yeah. It was because of that. That, yeah. that made it scarier. So we'll get back to the to the mannequin house right now. Yeah. But that's the point where I was like, hmm, I'm, I realized I'm spending way too much time on the map because I'm trying to figure out if I get in trouble in this room, I can get out through this door. Or this door, or I could take the stairs, and I was like hyper thinking, like, what's my escape route? Right. Like, what do I have enough ammunition to make this turn and that turn, and how many can I kill before I can go up the, the stairs and all that? Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, this map is like they really got me now. Uh, so that's when I realized I, I was actually getting scared. But back at the mannequin place, I saw when you first see that big fetus baby yeah, like thing. Yeah, it's, it's super dark. And his face just suddenly pops out. A big old, like, yeah. mouth. Like, All right, got to turn back around. And so I turn, I start running, and I get to the bedroom, and he fucking eats me. And you he- guys, I have never been eaten by it. Never. I don't even know what it looks like when it kills you. Does it kill you? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Just, it consumes you. It just eats you. It just eats you? Yeah. It just opens up its fucking mouth, and it just eats you. And I was like, oh. You know how I knew that I was going to have something to run from? When I saw the locker that you can walk into and close the locker from the inside, mm-hmm. that was like, oh, they took away my weapons for a reason. There's going to be something that I'm not supposed to kill that I'm going to hide from. Because there's like a, when you go into that room, you know, you have to like use a sink to clean off the ring. Yeah. 
there's a locker in the corner. I'm assuming that's the one you probably... I don't know if you hit in that one, too. No. But when I saw, like, I can go into the locker, there's nothing in there for me to find, and I can fit and close the locker, I'm like, I'm going to have to run from something. Because I can't... I won't be able to fight it. I don't know what, but I'm going to have to run from something. I was like, oh, man. So already, I was building up dread for me before I even saw it. Did you get to the bedroom? What do you mean? There's a bedroom in the... Yeah, you have to go there. So that's, that's where the fuse is. Okay, I was wondering if you hid in a different locker. No, there's a locker in that room. There's another one in... Uh, what's the other room? There's another one. I forgot where. Well, the thing is, like, the game is telling you, like, opening this locker thing isn't really... It doesn't come often, you know? Yeah. So, like, you know, like... Because it's, like, only one or two other ones. Yeah, yeah. So you immediately know, like... Oh, so, yeah, after the second time, I ran back to the bedroom... And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I was like, oh, the locker. Like, just get into the locker metal mm-hmm. style. And then when I saw you can crawl under the bed and there was nothing for you to take from the bed, mm-hmm. I was like, that, yeah. Something's going to chase me over here. I know it. And so when that happened, and I saw, I thought it was going to be like another, I thought it was going to be like regular enemies or something. But then when I saw it was like giant baby thing, like, I immediately like paused the game and I was like, I, I seized up. I remember like I was scared. I was like, oh my God, this is like scary as hell. And I was like, it reminds me of like PT with the little fetus thing or whatever. Okay. Well, the fetus goes with the theme sort of, of like little children thing. Yeah. And then Mia's visions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like you're being haunted by that because you want to save your child. It was giving me like Silent Hill vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And PT vibes. Yeah. Uh, But I thought it was stupid. It's just a massive fetus. Giant and baby. Just, yeah. Like, but it looks so gross and weird. Like it does, and it's like when you see when you're under the bed, and you see it crawl past you. You can see like its limbs are all like at weird angles and stuff. Like yeah, it's like has a bent back. Yeah, and the legs are like weird. Like they're bent weirdly. It's definitely creepy, but it just felt too inconsistent. And then when you rush to the elevator and you're like, hurry up, hurry up, and you can see it coming behind you, like it's not gonna. It's like oh, a gate's like taking forever to open on the elevator. And you're like, hurry up, hurry up, <laughs> like that whole sense of urgency. Like I think that was like the worst part for me for the game. Like, I had to run, huh? I had to run because I activated the elevator and it took too long. Yeah. So I took a door. I think I took the door to like the left, and then I had to run around across the whole house. Oh, you went all the way around. Yeah, and then. Oh. That fucking chased me, and then I got back to the elevator, and I was like, "All right, now it's open, it's active." I didn't even think about doing that, cause like I was just like, "Oh, like, I, like I thought like it's now or never." It was my like. Well, he still got to to me. Like I got in there, but you could see him like doors like right close. There. Yeah, it, I think that's scripted. I think it's scripted that way, where like he can't actually reach you, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's going to, and then you just see like the doors close, and he's like, and, like roars at you and stuff. Well, when I saw him, I was like, "Is he gonna melt through the gate?" And like. Nah, I didn't think that. I thought, like, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm home clear. I'm in the clear. Like, I'm good. Then the next scariest part for me happens right after. It's when you go upstairs. And then you're in the... All these dolls that weren't there before are in the kitchen area. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, like, the... You know, the one she uses, like, flies at you. And then that's when uh, you have to go find her down. But all the dolls, like, they're, like, like, they're glitching. Like, they're, head, like, they're, like... The frame rate for the gl- dolls looks weird. Like, they're, like, glitching and moving. Like, like the heads are, like, jerking around and yeah. stuff. That was, like, some kind of, like, poltergeist kind of weird Annabelle stuff going on. Playing that whole section for me was, like, I, I remember I was, like, so tense. Johnny, like, my arm, like, my shoulder, my back hurt after Johnny. Like, I, the muscles in the my back were, like, tight, like, constricted. Because, like, that part gave me, like, goosebumps and I kept like shivering because like the whole segment was completely like terrifying for me, 
after dealing with that giant baby and then to deal with these dolls, like, which I have, like, a phobia of dolls. Like, that whole section of the game. I remember I saw a tweet before that where somebody was, like, that one part in Resident Evil. Like, he's, like, I just noped out of there. I'm, like, oh, like what the hell? Like, what's that going to be? And to see, like, it's so early on and I was, like, oh, he meant this part of the game. I was, like, oh, my God. And, like, and like it, even, like, days after that, people were, like, playing the game and I would see, like, tweets, like, I got and like I got to that part of the game. Like, oh, I got to the dollhouse, and like people are just like, like, oh yeah, like the warn, like people warned me about this. So I was like, that's like the part like everybody was talking about for that for a while. And so like, anyways, I eventually got through that. But man, I was like, when you finally get the like the d- flask and then you like leave the front door, I was like, ah, oh, I felt like a wave of like a, I got my weapons back. I felt like such relief right after Johnny. Like I was like. <sighs> like I relaxed. Like, I felt so good after that. So I was so happy. Um, then we get to like the aqueduct part, right? The whole thing with Monroe. Okay, but the doll, that little doll thing. Mm-hmm. When you're in the house and it's populated full of dolls, that did nothing for me. Really? <laughs> oh no! I was just like, okay, I gotta find her now. Like obviously, I gotta find her, and it says find me, right? It's like you go into that little room, you pick her. Did up. you ever get attacked by the dolls? Yeah, one time. Okay, yeah, one time, me too. Yeah, but it still didn't, like, do shit for me. No, yeah, it just randomly happens, I think, if you take too long to find her. Oh, okay. I guess, uh, I didn't know that that was mechanic, like, time-based. Yeah, if you take too long, like, in between, like, stabbing her, if you take too long, like, they'll attack you, and then it'll start. You can can die, you can fail that part. Nah, for me... Yeah, I mean, either. They got me one time, I was like, okay, I gotta find this little bitch. And yeah, I finally picked her up. I stabbed her. I was like, "Okay, we're good. Let's let's go." I like how they explained it away. That was just, everything was just basically one giant hallucination you were having. Because when you stab her, then you find out like, "Oh, it's actually the actual woman, not the doll thing you stabbed." Mm-hmm. And then like, did you understand how the hallucination worked or no? No, I don't get it. In the game, oh my god, you missed on so much things. I'm pretty sure I read it. The game explains that those yellow flowers you see around the graveyard, like they have like hallucinatory like effects on you. Okay. Do you remember that part where in the kitchen you find that paper and it's just a drawing of a flower? It's like no. a, it's like a drawing of a plant. No. That's the, it explains that that plant has like hallucinate like it can cause like hallucinations. Okay. So uh, Beneviento has like all those plants around her house and in her front, like in the graveyard and stuff. And then her ability, her ability, uh, different from the other three, is that she can, if people are infected or they've smelled like that plant, she can control like the hallucinations they have. That's pretty cool. That makes more sense, I think. So that's like her, that's her gift, you can call it. What did you think about the, uh, the next part, the whole, to me felt like the most, not the most disappointing, but it felt like by far the shortest, like I wish there was more stuff, was the dam, the dam part, the Monroe part. What did you think about that one, Johnny? So, I like Moreau. Moreau's a good character. Really? Yeah, he was okay. Hmm. He does all right, not compared to the other ones, but he he does his part. I right? like how you ca- you catch him slipping. And he's like watching TV, and you just like jack the. You just take the flask from him. Like he has his back to. He's just like watching TV, and you just take the flask from the window. Like okay, that's it. He's like, what? No, he's like, no, give it back. Like they'll make fun of me or whatever. Like well, that's why I like Moreau. He's funny because he. He's different from everybody else. He's like the pushover. He's the guy that's kind of timid, and he's like he's meant to be like the weakest one. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you see him when you're funny at the docks, and he's like throwing up, and I'm like, ah, poor guy. Like Mm -hmm. he's so fucked. And then after that is, I think when he transforms into like the fucking fish. Yeah. I thought that was the mechanics were like okay, like they got to switch up the gameplay somehow, right? That that acid rain stuff kept annoying me. I mean, like. 
I think that was an okay boss battle. The boss mechanics of the boss battle are pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, and the rain I thought was cool. It switches things up. Yeah. It was uh, annoying though, but yeah. Um. But what'd you think about that section? Didn't that section feel like way like it wasn't like fleshed out properly? It felt like way too short for me. Like compared to all the other sections in the game, that one felt like the shortest. Uh, it was definitely short. Like all it really is is you meet like you meet Moreau, you go outside, you go through the docks. Meet Chris. Yeah, you meet Chris. And then it's just like that maze of like rooftops with water. Yeah, and then you you get into the boss battle. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder what happened there in production. Like did they run out of time or like they like this is it or like I felt like they could have shaved off some of the factory time and added it there. Some of the factory time? Yeah, with uh oh, no. Heisenberg felt way too long by comparison. I like the factory a lot. That's the part I liked the least of the game. Oh, that's interesting. It was just annoying. It's just it just feels way too long for what it should be. I think it feels so much longer because the map is so screwed up. But I think it's intentional. But all right, so Moreau, uh, you finally go through the Moreau thing and you finally get another canister. Did you go back and do the canisters immediately? Canisters? Yeah, when you get the baby box. Oh, yeah, I always go back after and like, drop it off. That that itself opens the door, right? Uh, No. I had to oh, get all you four get of the them. Key. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Uh, I was saving the baby boxes until the very end. Oh, okay. Um, Every time you would put back one back, you would get like a vision or something. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we go to uh, what's his name? Heisenberg. Well, before you get to Heisenberg, he has you do that thing where you go through like that uh, that castle section with all the lichens. The uh, what's it call it? The fortress or whatever. Castle section. Yeah, remember it was like there's like zip lines. It's when you fight. The, it's when you fight the giant guy one last time. The one, the one with the big beard and the hammer. Do you remember? You go through like this, like fortification. You go through these ruins first. Remember? And it's like wave after wave of like werewolves come after you. You go through the you go through the ruins. You got to pull the two levers, and that opens the path to like the the tower, the big st- uh, brick tower. How do I not remember this? They have like zip lines and stuff. Like you can use zip lines, and it's the it's the part where you go oh. into that giant crystal cave with all the crystals. Remember? Yeah, and you find a laptop around that area. No, 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 no. That was um, that's another part. The part where like you go into the cavern, and all of a sudden there's like all these giant like crystals you can shoot. I remember the crystals. But that's after you kill the giant guy, the big guy from the beginning of the game with the with the with the big ass like hammer. He like drops down. He jumps off like this like little like cliff area, yeah, and like, you fight him in a room that has like columns. And you can hide behind. the Oh column. yeah, that's right. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. Now you remember. <laughs> yeah, 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 and he drops like one or two lichens. Yeah, but that's also the part where you get the last of the vials. But Heisenberg's not there with you. He left that there for you on purpose. And then he's like, "Let's make a deal." Yeah, like meet me at like now. Take that. Put that in the last thing. Take the giant's uh, chalice. Yeah. And then you take it to like the section where like, the umbrella logo is and that opens the bridge to the factory. Okay. Um yeah, that I mean that giant boss battle, that was cool. Like the columns Yeah, that was cool. That was dope. Way now, too many werewolves, I thought. I felt like it was way too many werewolves. Now for the Heisenberg cuz this is my favorite part. Mm. Uh well you started off. How do you feel about it? I didn't like. It. I like I like the design of the monster you run into, the Sturm, the Sturm, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. The propeller machine engine thing on legs. It's like Strom or something. Strom or Sturm, something like that. 
It looks. I like that. That one's cool. I don't care for the. I get lost so easily there. Even on repeated playthroughs, I still get lost. I don't like the. I'm really annoyed by the giant guys with the not the drills, the the jet engine looking ones, the ones that like do that laser targeting thing and zoom in on I you. Love they're cool. I love them because I hate them so much. They look cool. I just they're yeah they're like really annoying to me. The most annoying one. Is like the one that's all armored though, the 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 Panzer one, whatever it's called, the one where like you has no weak spot, you have to like expose him by shoot, destroying the armor. Well, everything involving the shooting those little orange things was annoying as hell. I on like the doors. I like that stuff because it finally changes the mechanics. Because to me, that's like. Uh... I think that's why I don't like it because it feels like the most out of place for the entire game. Yeah, but they could have done it with other enemies. They just. Didn't like they could have had like a mutation with like a with an orange orb on his neck and you gotta shoot the orbs or something. Yeah. They could have done that, but like this one, I I really like it because he's like walking towards you and then he blocks his chest. Yeah, on purpose with a drill. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I didn't really know how to kill them. I was killing. You them. can just shoot him anywhere, but it takes longer. Yeah, but I was trying to figure out like what's the most efficient way to do it because yeah. I kept hitting them with flashbangs. Mm. So I would like flashbang them and then take my rifle and then hit them like maybe twice in the chest. Okay. And then they switched it up, and where it was like, oh no, it's, it's on the back. back. Yeah, I was like, you. The ones with the double arms, I think I have it on the back. And then there was this, this spot. Oops, my bad. There was this spot, uh, in the level where there's like, where there's like four or six columns in a tiny ass room, and you're running around this like super tiny space. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the it's like an orange reddish room, right? Well, there's like two rooms like that. Yeah. It's like there's like they have like engines or like some kind of machines like in the middle of the room, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have like three very narrow ass hallways. Yeah, yeah. That that was intense. That's one of the sections where you get in. You can you can shoot the thing on the wall and like it'll shock them or whatever. There's like little pylons on the wall. Yes. Yeah. I I love when they do that because that's to me that always reminds me of like Resident Evil Three when you shoot like a a barrel a barrel or like some flaming thing on the the ceiling yeah I love those environmental like obstacles Mm -hmm. or like booby traps yeah so I had that and that's one of the parts where you crawl I think into a room and then the the wall breaks and then you see the strum again and it chases you again yeah Uh, all that stuff was intense like that was the most claustrophobic section of the game to Mm -hmm. me Uh, most strategic and it also got heavy duty because I got an opportunity to finally justify the weapon set that I use. Because I'm like, when am I going to use this mine? When am I going to use this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when I saw like the two guys with the laser. I didn't start using the the pipe bombs or the mines up until, up until that section. Yeah. So you kind of know the timing on it, you know? And you're like. I'm gonna drop this mine right here. I'm gonna leave this shit right here. Mm-hmm. So he gets fucked up, and then you run behind him and you shoot the the red dot in Target, his back. Yeah. So that was perfect. Or the guys with the laser. When you go into that big old fan thing, yeah, you see the you see the guys with the laser. I was like, uh, these are fucking nobodies, right? And then they aim the laser at you and they fucking rush you and I'm like, oh no, like that tripped me out, dude. Mm-hmm. But I got past them. And I was like, I got something for you. So I took the fucking pipe bombs and I threw like three of them at, at those guys uh, and knock those guys out. They weren't that tough. They, they, those guys were just very intense. They're not tough. It's just that you're on very narrow walkways and makes it like yeah, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right, so that happens, and then I think, I think you go upstairs through the big old fan thing. Yeah, it breaks then, apart. You destroy the little things. Yeah, and then you, that's when you you're kind of already at like. Uh, you can actually, if you go back to that section later, like you can shoot out all the major ones except for like one before they even show up, like the little orange targets. Oh, okay. You can shoot them all out on the first floor except for one, mm-hmm. and for that, like you can just like rush past them and go straight for the ladder, and like you'll have like a shot to like the last one you need. You can like skip. You don't even have to fight them, but like you wouldn't know that unless you've already been through that whole section at least once. Because on repeated playthroughs, the game becomes a lot shorter. But that's because you already know, like, am I going to come through this room again? Or am I going to not, so I can just skip these enemies? Or am I going to have to pass through here a lot? I think, like, a dull moment for me was uh, when you're, like, making your way in through, in through that environment. And you get into, like, this kind of this mazy workshop area. And then there's, like, this mesh wall. And then on the other side of the mesh wall is when you first see those guys, and he's like sitting on the chair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. he's sitting on the on the damn chair, and I'm like, should I like blow his brains out? He's like not moving, but it might be a waste of ammo because I don't know if he's dead, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not. gonna That's shoot. the first one you encounter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not gonna shoot this guy. So then you make it all the way around him. You and, grab the mold. I'm like casual, right? I'm like, you know what? He's gonna come to life. Yeah. But it's not intended yet. So I casually just walk behind. I'm like, yeah, fuck this guy. So I do what I got to do in the room. And then I'm like, okay, this is this is where it happens. So then I open the door and I start moving forward. And then you see the steam come out of his body. I'm like, fuck this. And you just get the fuck out of that space, you know? Uh-huh. And that's, that was my thaw moment for me. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I remember passing what? by him. I'm like, okay, he's gonna wake up like on the second time I come through here or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like the ones when you go to that hallway and there's like five of them against the wall along the whole hallway. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. Oh, the reddish dark one. Yeah, where it's like that really d- badly lit hallway and there's like five of them against the wall and you're just like, oh man. But you kind of expect them, you know? Like I saw the hallway and I was like. I just remember running past them, like, please don't come out, please don't come out, please don't come out. I'm like, okay, I'm good. But then, like, the second time you go through there, one of them does come up, I think. But you already expect it. You're yeah. like, yeah, I know this is going to happen. I'm, I'm just going to keep running, whatever. And then, like, when you come back later when it's all dark and, like, all of them are gone from the water, you're like, oh. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's because that's when the lights go out. Like, it's like the last, it's when you need to get the last key to get to, like, the last part of that factory. It's also sketchy going through the corridors. Like, when you're in a room and you see them, like, passing by the top and they're all hung. Oh, are they going like, to drop down? Yeah, yeah. Are they going to drop down? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they did a really good job. That one scene looks, is really cool, though, like, when you're, like, in the, where the elevator is and then you look out and you can see how far and dense the factory That's is. That's cool. I took a shot right there. Yeah, and you see, like, the like how they're kind of carried on the, like, the, 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 the little belt, conveyor belt thingies. Mm-hmm. And it looks, like, really, it looks really cool, like, that's one, like that, that's shot. That's, yeah, that shot is, like, super, almost, like, underground, Blade Runner, dystopian, like, Judge Dredd. You're like, how deep does this factory go? And you're like, oh, that deep. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you finally get up there, right? And yeah. by that time, all this stuff that we talked about, that's already, like, third or, or right, second, third level. Yeah. And then what happens after this? It's the part where you make it all the way to the top. Heisenberg like knocks you all the way back down. Oh, you see Chris again. And then Chris, and you're like, oh, he's like, he's like, seriously, I have to, like all all of that for nothing, or like all this like all over again. 
And then you go, yeah, that's when you write Chris. Chris finally tells you that that wasn't Mia. And then he rigs up this weird contraction, this weird tractor thing for you to fight in. And that's when you go up there and the Heisenberg, that fight's super easy, except on the hardest difficulty, that hard fight is extremely hard on on Village of Shadows mode. That's so annoying. Really, really hard. I don't like Heisenberg as a boss battle. I like his character. I love. His I like how he's kind of like, 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 oh, like you and me, like we can like take care of this, like we can take her out. But like, when he like finally transform, I'm and like, don't you kind of get like a weird like Nicolas Cage impression from him? No, actually, the impression I got, which I thought was really cool, is I thought he his accent was gay. This is odd because I've never come across a, a like a gay character that's a villain, you know? That's like I have no idea what he. You. Yeah. But when Heisenberg was talking, like some of it felt gay, and I was like, ah, this is interesting. It just felt dope. It just felt mm-hmm. dope. Um, he's supposed to be based off of a uh, Van Helsing, from what I understand. And he kind of looks like that too. Yeah, it felt like that. But I, I like his glasses. I like his big ass hammer. He seems like. I like his voice mostly. His voice reminds me of Nicolas Cage. He's like talks to you like Ethan Winters, like the way he talks to you sometimes. It's kind of funny. Did you catch that reference he makes to Chris when he gets mad? No. There's a part where like you know when he holds you up and then like the factory in the background explodes when you're fighting him outside, and then the fact his factory. Like, you know how Chris was like, "Oh, I'm gonna finish up here." He's like setting up the charges and yeah. stuff. The factory explodes, and that's when he like he like turns around and sees it, and he's like. He's like, oh, I was like, I'm gonna kill that boulder punching asshole after. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, how does he know he punched the boulder? I was thinking, <laughs> but I like how he makes a reference to Resident Evil Five. He's well, like, they all know each other. Like the merchant knows uh, what are you buying. He's like, ah, it's just something one of my friends used to say, right? He says, like, yeah. an old friend of mine used to say. That's dope. I missed that one though. The boulder one. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna kill that boulder punching asshole. He says. <laughs> I was like, wait, how does he know that? I was thinking. Yeah. Another one of his good lines was like that. That. What is it that mega sized bitch or something? Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Super sized bitch. Something like that. Yeah, I, I, ah, he was a really good character. So as a boss, though, I, I don't like it. I like that you got into that machine. Mm-hmm. But what I would have preferred is if you got into that that vehicle, and then I think this has more to do with a like a older generation thing. But if you got into the vehicle, and Maybe you had to get across a bunch of uh, obstacles, but there were like a ton, like a horde of lichens coming at you. Mm. That would have been fine. Mm. And um, playing, I just don't like how he transformed into like this fucking. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't like he took a lot of damage and therefore that triggered the transformation. He's just like, I'm just going to cover myself in machine parts because I can. I was like, eh, that was lame. Going forward, going to the as we get to the end of the of this review in the game, um, the part where after what's her name, Miranda takes out Ethan's heart, basically mm-hmm. leaves him there. Wrong. I thought like, okay, no one survives without their heart. Like that's it. Like Ethan's dead. Yeah. But then when we trans we transition over to Chris, I thought like, okay, we're gonna finish the rest of this game with Chris. I'm like, okay, that's not what I wanted, but I'll take it. But I like how the game kind of draws the distinction between chris and ethan in the way in terms of your equipment mm-hmm. like like chris came here like he's he's ready for war he's got his ak he's got this dope ass like fully decked out like pistol with all the attachments and stuff 
But like even like the way he heals is different. Like he doesn't use the little potion. He has like these weird like umbrella injection like syringes. And they're reusable, right? Or no, they're only good for one use. You well, just you just so find you, you find more of them. Oh, okay. You find more of them. But I just like how like like even his knife is different. He has like a proper like he doesn't have like a regular like knife knife. He has like mm-hmm. nah, I have like my special like military issue knife like. I like how, like, the loadout for Chris is much more like, this is what a proper loadout looks like compared to, like, this is just the junk I found laying around kind of stuff. What I thought was interesting, too, which kind of drove the point of Chris being, like, to the fucking point. Like, let's just get this mission done with. Like, we know what we're here for. Is that you can't even check the map, you know? So, with you not checking the map, you're not, like, digging around with, like, I gotta find this and that. It's just, like, just go. Straightforward, yeah. yeah. Just take your commando. Guns, whatever you find, destroy that shit. I think what made his part also kind of like it felt more like lighthearted was you get to have like that banter with like your teammates and stuff as you teammates going... look so dope dude like it's like the, the outfits or what do you mean well because they're all they all have like their own little backstory and they said that there were gonna be more an aggression of the team in the game so they all have like okay this guy is your like the Joker of the crew. Yeah, yeah, like this is your technical guy. This is your guy for uh, like recon, weapon, yeah. recon. All that stuff was flushed out. Like yeah. their characters were flushed out, but they didn't show it at tour, at the end. Yeah. Um, his team is fucking badass though, and that's really what I want to see in, in the uh, uh, Wolfhound. Yeah, yeah. So DLC with those guys flushed out, it'd be kind of like uh, that vibe of like Hunk and Tofu. Okay. Yeah. yeah like I, I the I mercenaries. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, uh, I'll call back later after that, but yeah, uh, there's the whole tone tonal shift though. With like where Chris was like, it felt like, oh yeah, that's right. Like Chris is a badass. Like I forgot. Like the game. Like they kind of wanted to remind you. Like remember RE five, remember RE one, remember like RE six. Like yeah, Chris is like his gear, like his team. Like he's definitely like way more like prepared for this than like Ethan is. Mm-hmm. And like just the way like you roll through like the village and you're just like like pop 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 like just like shooting everything as you go with like your rifle and your pistol and like I don't know how many hand grenades he has but like flashes and stuff like that whole section is like really fun but if you play on Village of Shadows difficulty it's way more like frustrating super frustrating but also using like the laser targeter thing for like the mm-hmm. boss and like the other stuff like that. I wish this section was longer. Hmm. I wish the whole section was longer. Yeah. I th- I agree with that, and not necessarily like the village section. I wish it was, maybe Moreau's section. Not Moreau. Yeah, 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 yeah. I not, wish no, Moreau. No, 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 not Moreau. What's the name? The last boss. Before. Heisenberg. Heisenberg. I wish it was in there. That would have been fucking intense, but more streamlined. I I was already done when we got out of Heisenberg's place. I'm like, I'm done with this place. Like, okay, like I just felt like, why is this section so long compared to like. The dollhouse and like the dam, like those are the shortest sections of the game. Like because the map was so convoluted. I just wish it was more like balanced throughout. Like we all had like an even amount of time with each one. I don't know. I just thought that would have been better. So like the pacing was always an issue for me. Uh, what do you think about like the mer- the Duke actually having more to do with the story than like what he seemed like? Because I really thought he was just the merchant, but like. Like, he's, like, he knows there's more stuff going on here, and he's also, like, the one that carts you back to, like, after you, like, come well, back to life. the game itself isn't explicit about that, but there's just all these little anomalies, like, how does he get from room to room? How does mm-hmm. he know the old man? And even the part, you remember the part where Ethan asked him, like, who, he asked, like, who are you? And he's like, oh, that's something that I, even I don't know, or something like that, he says. Uh, I missed that line. It's when he's, once Ethan's alive again, and he, like, gives you the lift. 
Yeah. Okay. And Ethan's but... like, Duke, like, who are you really? And then like the Duke says, like, oh, like, I got. Like, even I don't know the answer to that, he says, something like that. But he knows, like, everything else. Yeah. Like, when he exposes a map, he's like, oh, everybody's right here. Yeah. Like, there's something else going on with him, he's just, like, he's, like, playing coy with it. So, I don't know. I like the Duke's character. I think he's funny. He knows the things, like, 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 uh, like, like, he'll, like, he'll have, like, a cigar, he'll, like, have a cigar, and he's, like, starts to fall asleep, and he'll, like, wake up all of a sudden. You see when he does that? I saw them do it it at the uh, warehouse. Or he's like he's like falling asleep and yeah. <laughs> even like his little fat feet like he has like little he, has, he never wears shoes mm-hmm. he always has like his like fat bare feet and then also like I saw a video a YouTube video where like if you throw like if you throw like a pipe bomb or a or a grenade at him like he'll like he'll like flinch and be and, like he'll like comment on it but he kind of like jokes around I never with tried I just pointed my gun at him mm-hmm. but the thing too with him is he doesn't get attacked by anything you know. Mm-hmm. Or at least we never well, saw that. I just he's just too big to attack. I think. Yeah, either that or they have like a truce. Like he might be a different house. Well, there is an there is a note in Lady D's castle where she mentions like there's like a note where like of like who she's dealt with recently. Yes. And there's that one where it's like oh like negotiations with Duke or something, something like that. It's like business affairs. There you go, business affairs something with Duke. Like that, yeah. So clearly, there's some kind of like we're not enemies at, at least, but we're not like friends either. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like the merchant, like in like RE4 too, where it's just like somebody who has access to everything, but like he doesn't play sides or something. I don't know. Clearly, he seems to be on Ethan's side though, because he does help him out though. Yeah. Uh, he takes you to where Miranda is, so he can kill her. You wouldn't have made it without Duke. Exactly. Exactly. Period. Like you wouldn't have the weaponry, none of that. Or shit. even knowing about like the when he tells you about the lords and all that stuff and all that, like you would just be like blind, basically. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. What did you think about Miranda and her like overall as like a final boss mastermind thing? What did you think about her? Oh yeah, I kind of just forgot about her for a moment. Because um, she is like the least interesting, I think, person in the for game. Sure, easily the the least fascinating character. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is where the mold thing kind of falls apart for me. Because it's cool. Like okay, uh, you want to replicate people. Well, a specific person, right? Even even Oswell Spencer makes that distinction in his letter. He's like, it's like you just want to bring back one person back from the dead. He's like, I have, I, I want to like basically like rule all of or like take or like have control over all humanity or something. He says. One part I didn't get is like when she pulls out the baby, she's like really pissed off. She's like upset, and it's Ethan's kid, right? Instead of... Are you talking about, like, when, like, the black stuff comes out of her eyes? Yeah, about? yeah. Like, the black stuff comes out, and she's, like, creating the child. No, because she... I think at that point she realized... Well, the game it seems to suggest that, like, her powers are not as strong as she thought. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's because that's not the daughter... It's not her daughter. It's really still Rose. But why? Why is it Rose? Yes. That, I don't fully understand. I It seems... The game seems to suggest, like... Because if you unlock all that concept art, they kind of go over, like, they there's, like, developer notes on the concept art. Mm-hmm. And on that one, they mention how, like, uh, when her eyes are bleeding, like, the black stuff and stuff is because of her power. Like, she, like, she's weakened. Her power is, like, over the mold and stuff. Like, it's not the same anymore. Like, she's on her, like, last leg. On her, like, last legs of, like, her abilities. Yeah, but I don't understand why. Because she's the one that manifested Rose that, like, brought her, right? Right. She was, like, the little baby boxes, put it together. Yeah. And now it's a child. So why did I have to be Rose? Why wasn't it her daughter? You know, why did that happen? And, like, when she started dying, to me it's just like, 
fuck, like, does the baby already know what's going on? Like, not consciously, but it's like, I'm going to drain this bitch's power, you know? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. I, I think that's kind of... Because, like, what's his name? Heisenberg seems to hate, like, I'm going to use your daughter to destroy Miranda. And it's like, wait, mm-hmm. how are you going to do that? Like, yeah. there's no, like, explanation of how they know Rose has, like, abilities when, like, we don't even know what they are. Like, her dad doesn't even know what abilities he, sh- you know, and he lives with her. Like, how, what kind of powers do they think that she has? And so I think, I think it's implied that, like, Rose or whatever was already starting to, like, affect her. Like affecting Miranda, like not beating her, but like Miranda was clearly like losing control of her abilities because like the Mega My Seat wasn't like destroyed yet, but she's already like losing like when you kill when you kill her, she shouldn't be like technically be able to die yet because it's the Mega My Seat that's keeping her alive, but like you see her like melting and like falling apart and stuff because she's like taking so much damage. But I want to know if Rose is still kind of part of the mold. Or that's like, a good what, question what the, if she's not the mold what the hell is she, is she yeah because like, right is she... so we're gonna go straight to the end now where basically at the post credit scene we see a grown-up rose and she tells like her handler oh, like hold up what? Ah, fuck i don't want to forget this part but i also want to talk about her powers like i thought her powers were stupid because she now she could like create these balls and throw them at you like what does it have to do with oh the mold ball things yeah so she had like extraordinary like powers that were i like the like the phase shift she went through like like the spider spider, legs that was awesome the wings but the ball thing i was like what does this got to do with mold yeah right so it gets red and then shoots fire at you i don't know that shit was weird but okay i just wanted to get that out the way so or like when the pillar shows up and it blocks you from like the one that scatters oh yeah like the fire thing like what's going on there i didn't get it either okay that was weird uh so the rose thing if if she created Rose, you'd assume like okay, so Rose is made out of the mold, right? That's well, partially because she... she's from Mia and Ethan, so I guess like one fourth of her might be mold. Okay, yeah. And then how does she die? Like, is she <laughs> like antibacterial, antifungal? Who? Uh, Rose. Because how does she kill the uh? the main villain oh uh when i think so miranda dies technically when you like you know shoot her enough takes enough damage she falls apart whatever but then like she merges with the mega mice like if you read again a lot of the information is like outside of the main like actual campaign yeah like you find it from the con if you read the concept art if you unlock all the concept art there's like little notes and stuff there's a part where, like, if you notice the Mega My Seat looks different after Miranda dies. It has, like, it, has, it looks more, like, human-shaped. and has, like, these weird, like, black mold around the Mega My Seat. What is mold, actually? Mold is mold, Johnny. Yeah. I'm just having a question. But I'm saying because I said, like, antifungal. Like, oh. what exactly is mold? Is mold bacteria? I don't think it falls into either one of those. So, so fungus are, like, you know, like, mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mold... I think mold might be, yeah, I think it might be fungal because I think of mold, how does it grow? It grows on moisture and it grows as spores. Mm-hmm. And fungus have spores, so therefore mold has to be, I guess, a type of fungus. Yeah. That would explain why it grows like in like areas which are like suitable for like fungus. It's damp areas. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, it's fungus. It's not bacteria. It's It would have to be fungus then. All right, so we don't know how Rose was actually created. And but what they, she actually is, like what power she has. Yeah. 
But what's interesting is like at the end of the game in the post credit scene, you get that scene where she goes to Ethan Ethan's her dad's grave, mm-hmm. and then the handler like makes some joke about calling her like Ava or Evaline or something like that, mm-hmm, yeah. and she gets like pissed off, and then she says like something about like oh like you don't know like what I'm capable of like not even Chris like, I can do things that not even Chris knows, and it's like oh shoot, what can she do that Chris doesn't know like what kind of abilities, like what is she hiding? Yeah, but those guys seem very nefarious. That one guy's yeah. very nefarious. So the idea is like, okay, did Chris give her this team in case she goes rogue? I'm pretty sure that's what the handler is for, yeah. Or but that, but in case she gets like, kidnapped or something. I don't the know. The guy was like, we got to clear a shot. Like, we'll take this bitch out anytime, you know? So, like, who is it really Chris's team? Is it the government's team? I don't know. I'm thinking government because they're wearing all black and it look more like government, like, like feds than like his team because they don't have like any markings of like bsa or of, like blue umbrella or anything they just look like government guys yeah so how do you think this timeline is gonna work out so on another podcast with some other people i talked about resident evil 8 where it was only a art resident evil 8 like a podcast mm-hmm. and the kind of idea that i came up with or and, and some other people did too is that the games with um like the remakes and stuff, those are going to continue to happen to like the mainline games from the past. Yeah. And then, so like RE4 remake, RE5 remake, but we're also going to have like new games with a new like branching timeline with, uh, with Rose where like, she's going to be like the protagonist probably. I like Rose so far. She seems to. Yeah. I imagine she probably has like training from like Chris or something. Like she probably knows how to like handle herself and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're probably going to do, like, the continuation of the story with Rose and then continue with, like, remaking the games to add them to, like, the canon better. But, I mean, uh, Chris has, has to be, like, 50 or 55 or something, right? Probably. He, he'd probably be, he would be, like, kind of like Joel is, like, Last of Us, like, that kind of role. Yeah, but this... It could be okay, because Chris is going to go after the BSAA. Right. So I want to see that happen. I, I don't mind seeing a full game out of that. But then what happens to the other characters? Are they just going to say, like, hey, they grew old and they died, or this one got infected? or Like, is it just straight on Rose's story? Or do you think we're going to still have storylines with our favorite characters? I think, I think that some of that might be trickled into, like, whatever Rose's game becomes. Uh, I think there's, like, a leak. I'm not sure if it was a leak, but it was, like, a... A clue or something that came out recently that uh, the next like major continuation of the story is going to be with uh, Rebecca. Rebecca Chambers. Yes. Who is she related to? Nobody. Okay. But she was part of the Stars uh, Bravo team. Not the Alpha one, but the Bravo one, like the ones that get like the second tier list. But that was just a rumor. Like, well, that's like what it seems to be suggesting that Capcom's gearing up for like a, for like another mainline game, but with her. So. Uh, and that's gonna be like Revelations three or something, because like the Revelation series is probably gonna continue. That's like another like side side game series. Yeah, those so, are great. I love those are good. Those are fun too, but they're definitely different. So um, I, I don't feel, know. I feel like uh, the additions that Resident Evil has put on like uh, part two and three are kind of like beta tests to see if they can make a full fledged game for that. Because that's what uh, what is it uh. The, the name that you just said revelations yeah revelations is based on like multiplayer right 
Oh, no, not Revelations. What's the ones with multiplayer? Where you have, like, the medic. I think you have a cop. Oh, Outbreak? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Outbreak. That's the old, old ones, yeah. Well, I want to see those, too. Al- I think, a remake of Outbreak would be dope. But I think uh, the add-on for Resident Evil 3 is kind of like beta testing. Like, oh, the Resident Evil uh, Rise or whatever it is. Re-Rise. Re-Rise, whatever. No, like yeah. at the end of 3. At the end of 3. Yeah. We have like these teenagers and they're fighting. They're like trapped. Oh, you're talking about... um. Shoot, what's it called? I know what you're talking about now. It's one for three. I forgot the ad. I forgot what it was called, honestly. Deception? All right. This. Uh... I know what you're talking about. It's the. It's like the. Like the, the. It's like the Freddy. Fre- it's like the Friday the Thirteenth game, right? Yeah, and then you play like all these tyrants. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the beta test to see if they can make a full fledged game for. For that, for those spinoffs. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you feel overall about the game, though, Johnny? What'd you think overall? I give it a, I give it a B. Really? Yeah. I give it an A. I really enjoy. I really love the game. I really enjoyed it. It's such a play. It's so, it's so much fun to play through. Like just blasting, you know, werewolves and like whatever is in the game. Whether it's those weird flying bat creatures with the hoods or the women in the dungeons with the swords or like just the enemy variety is great is great it's way better than re7 where there's only like two types of mold enemies and that was it uh the the boss i like how there's like full-fledged characters like like they have personalities even like the bosses like the lords have like personalities i think it's a really fleshed out game i really loved it i'm kind of bummed about ethan's fate you not so much because i liked his character but because i just feel like he got like a really bad like you know, hand, I guess you could call it, <laughs> pun intended. He was dealt a bad hand, and everything just didn't really work out for him. He didn't get his happy ending. So, um, but overall, the game's really, I enjoyed it a lot. I can't wait to see what they do next. Uh, I don't know what Resident Evil 9 is going to be like, uh, but we know for sure, like, we know, for example, RE4 remakes already. Like, remember they had that huge, massive, like, Capcom, like, data breach? Was it in there? Yeah, Resident Evil 4 was in there, along with another Resident Evil title with, like, a n- subtitle that I don't remember, but it was, like, something we hadn't, like, heard of yet. And then, like, some other games, too, that were mentioned. I think they mentioned, like, Street Fighter 6 and Street Fighter 6, like, Alpha or something like that. And some people were laughing about how they had, like, a data breach, and, like, the game that's not even announced yet already has, like, another version coming, <laughs> like, announced, like, planned ahead. So that was mm. funny. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Don't know what to expect. I'm assuming, yeah, we're going to continue with Rose with that time jump. Hopefully, we get some exposition about what's happened to our favorite characters like in that. I'm wondering, do you think it's going to be like like she's going to have like powers along with gunplay? That's what I want. That's what you want? Uh, yeah, but I don't want the powers to be too heavy-handed. Yeah, it can't be too like too much or else like the game's going to be like not Resident Evil. I hope it's just still based on like, okay, like imagine on... You know how they have uh, Resident Evil 2 when the dad is chasing Sherry mm-hmm. and they transform, right? That's the whole thing about T-Virus and G-Virus. Yeah, the G-Virus It'd one, be yeah. dope if you have gunplay, but every once in a while you can activate your virus 
So you, maybe you could take out a big ass fucking claw. As oh, she could like summon mold or something, or like maybe, yeah, if she could summon like not too heavy handed, where you could do like insane shit. Right. But like you can maybe be a copycat of somebody. You know, you mm. can be a copycat. You could. It's uh, like enemies can't tell you apart. You can just like sneak past them. You kind can of take thing. out maybe some claws like a liquor. Um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of like power she would realistically have because it's like mold, right? So. Mm-hmm. I don't know if liquor claws are part of that, but uh, how about mold claws? I guess. <laughs> yeah, that could work. If you can control others, it'd be dope. Like, what if you can control liquor, dude? Like, if they're your pets. It's kind of like um, there's that one Resident Evil game that does that. The one where uh, Operation Raccoon City, where you're playing yeah. as uh, Hunk and there's like operators. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them literally does that. Or she can control, like, bioweapons. Man, that'd, that'd be badass. Yeah, that was interesting. All right. So I think that does it for us here. Um, Johnny, are you going to try to go for the platinum? No. I'm only one trophy away from it, Johnny. That one trophy away, like, haunts me so much. It's like, it's like completing a puzzle, and then you're missing one piece of the puzzle, and you're just like... Like, it would have been better to never have started the puzzle than to get to this point and still be missing one piece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I feel. So I feel like I have to... I want to keep trying to go for that trophy, but meanwhile, I'm going to continue playing uh, Scarlet Nexus, and I'll try that for the trophy later on. So that will conclude it for us. Johnny, any last words about RE8? It needs more dolls. Nah, it has the right amount of dolls. It has too many dolls. It's an opinion. All right.